0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Former Prime Minister Boris Johnson has resumed giving evidence at the UK's COVID inquiry. He has defended the Eat Out to Help Out scheme, which the UK government introduced in the summer of 2020, despite warnings from the UK's chief medical officer.
1: At the time that the Eat Out to Help Out policy was uh, being aired with me, for the, for the first time it it, it did not seem it, it was not presented to me as an as an acceleration simply something to to make sense of the freedoms that we were already uh, we were already giving and it was not i, I'm, I'm, I must uh, uh, emphasize it was not at the time uh, presented to me as something that would add to the budget of risk i don 't think that i uh, thought that that scheme in itself was a, uh, a particular gamble at the time, and I, it, wasn't, it certainly wasn't presented to me uh, as such. Nor am I confident that there is very substantial evidence that it did indeed add to the uh, to the R. Although, you know, I defer to what the, your, your inquiry has uh, has, dis- has discovered, but I, I can't see anything that conclusively shows. Uh, that it made a a big difference. At the time, it wasn't presented to me as something that would.
0: He also said he was very aware that the UK was going to be hit by another wave of
1: the virus. Here's the picture. I was very concerned. I knew that we were basically in remission as we come out of the of the first uh, lockdown. I knew, And the reason I go for things like Eat Out to Help Out is because I think it's within the budget of risk. But I know that we're going to uh, we're going to face an, another wave. And I, I really want people, if we're going to avoid tougher measures, we need people to obey the existing strictures.
0: I'll obey the existing strictures, which, of course, he himself did not, as we learned from Partygate. Ed Brady, TRT World Presenter, and a good morning. Good morning, Pat. Good to speak to you again. Yesterday, we had the humble Boris Johnson. Uh, apologising, sort of, to various people and uh, even forgiving Matt Hancock for his excesses. So what do we have today?
2: Uh, Quite a feisty Boris Johnson, I would say. Look, he's fighting for his legacy. He's been backed into a corner, but he's come out swinging today. And the first point, really, a a lot of this morning's discussion, they've broken now for a coffee break. But a lot of the discussion this morning has been about the eat out to help out scheme. Now, Rishi Sunak claimed a lot of credit for this. It's interesting that Johnson is defending the record on this because he could quite easily have thrown Sunak under the bus today and said it was all his idea because the the virus actually went off like a rocket in the areas with the most uptake of this eat out to help out scheme. So this was basically whereby the British government would give people a £10 deduction on a main course meal If they went to a local restaurant, if they went to a local cafe, Um, and critics argue that there is some university evidence from studies that in those areas where there was the highest uptake of that scheme, the virus, in some places, 17%. And one chief scientist in the UK referring to it, it was actually the chief medical officer, Chris Whitty, in a meeting that Johnson was at, referred to it as the eat out to help the virus scheme, which Johnson was not actually impressed by.
0: And it was put to him that uh, someone else at the inquiry had already described the scheme as putting your foot on the accelerator.
2: Yeah, precisely. So all the advice he was given in advance, you know, that the eat out to help out scheme, that this is what would happen, and Johnson plowed on ahead with it because, of course, as much as some people wanted to protect human beings and human life, the Conservative government was very much aware that the economy was going through the floor. So, look, I remember this scheme when it was launched and you'd go to a restaurant and you'd look around and you just think, how on earth is this in keeping with the rules and the regulations? You know, every single restaurant was absolutely packed and you go in and you just think, uh, do we really want to be here? And yeah. the government advice was that it was OK.
0: Well, the, the problem is that the medical advice and the scientific advice, once they copped on, I mean, at the beginning, they didn't know how the virus was transmitted. They thought, you know, you had to wipe down handles all the time. Um, and then it emerged that it was by respiratory transmission that you could breathe it in. And if you were in a room with a, a few people who had the virus or even one other person who had the virus, if you were with them long enough you'd catch it. And that was the evidence that the medical people had. And uh, it turned out that the politicians looked more to the economy, let the bodies pile up and uh, tally ho.
2: Yes, and there was another interesting uh, section of discussion this morning as well about a meeting of what was termed the let it rip brigade. These were some scientists who had been discovered and they were very much against lockdowns. And remember, Johnson has been accused of delaying lockdowns, not wanting lockdowns, you know, telling all the people, the elderly and the vulnerable, that they'd had a good innings uh, and that they should accept their fate. Patrick Vallance, the chief scientist, had written in his diary that Johnson had an obsession with this, that the elderly should just accept their fate and toddle off and die, basically. So it's been a bruising couple of hours for Boris Johnson, not as contrite as yesterday, not as modest and as humble. He got the apology out of the way yesterday, um, but look, you know everything we're seeing at the at the moment. I think he has been so media controlled, media trained, and managed. And someone has actually said to him, you know, if you come out with this badly, it will kill your legacy, and it will absolutely extinguish any chance of you becoming PM again ever.
0: Yeah, and and that's the point. Uh, For uh, some, it's looking at his legacy, what he left behind after his tenure as prime minister. But for him, he has this Churchillian vision that he will be back.
2: Yes, but look, it's never going to happen. Someone at the highest level of the Conservative Party last week, uh, because they know I live live in rural Oxfordshire, he's up there all for me. And they said, do you ever see the failed journalist? Uh, That's how they refer to him now. So, look, his his legacy is all that matters. In his head, he thinks that when there will be a leadership contest at some point next year, um, Suella Braverman's already started the bell on that. She's thrown her hat in the ring quite prominently in the last 24 hours. There are rumours of letters of uh, disinterest and no confidence going in against Sunak already. Um, I think Johnson, Mm. if he ever does come back, he'll be way, way down that pecking order, Pat.
0: Now, harking back to yesterday and that discussion about um, the kind of crude and coarse uh, nature of discourse in Boris Johnson's government, and he was maintaining, this is the way it is.
2: Yes. So, look, he was pulled up on that yesterday. Some of the language he used, he did apologize for the language he used. There were some scrawlings uh, in the side of margins. One particular group of people that Boris Johnson seems to have had no love for and no empathy with, and it's surprising because he ended up on a ventilator himself with COVID, was the people who ended up with long COVID. Now, I can't say on News Talk the word, um, it, 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 I can't, I'm not even going to rhyme it, uh, he, wrote, he wrote it in the margins and he was hauled up on that yesterday and he said that, look, I didn't realise at the time when I was making these jottings, he calls them, um, that they would be published and that they would be out there for dissection. But he did apologise if anyone was offended and he says he now doesn't think about people with long COVID in that way. But look, I think what we're seeing really is a very forensic light being shone into the inner workings of a government that was in a crisis and everyone was trying their best. And uh, the big question, I think, at the end of all this was, did they have the best leader? And I think most people have concluded already that they probably didn't. I mean, if if Blair had been in charge, there would have been no party gate. There would have been no suitcases full of booze. There wouldn't have been a DJ in the basement of Downing Street the night before Philip's funeral. And Johnson oversaw all of that.
0: That's extraordinary. How long more does he have and are there consequences uh, with the findings of this inquiry when they are made uh, public?
2: So I reckon you'll get another four hours of Boris Johnson and after that he will head off uh, to begin his Christmas party season in Oxfordshire. Consequences, I think history will judge him. Um, but look, the Conservative Party already is fighting like rats in a sack over Rwanda today. And I think it's, it's no coincidence Soon I called that press conference there. What at the top of the last hour? Um, just to co- just to show people that you know there's one show in town today, and it's not Boris Johnson.
0: All right. That note and Brady, T R T World presenter. Thank you very much for joining us. A reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcast, which you can listen to on the News Talk app, powered by GoLoud. The Pat Kenny Show with
2: Aviva Insurance weekdays
0: at nine a.m. on News Talk.